0: Morning, everyone. Jeanette for air Hope you're well. So what I want to talk about today is how you can scale and grow your business. So this is for you if you already have a business that you really want to... Uh, expand grow maybe diversify into a new area or you might already have a business actually and be wanting to add something else to your portfolio or you might be in a job and actually working for a business that you love and what's the role that you can play within that business in order to help it grow so this is absolutely for you if you fit into any of those categories so i'm going to talk all about how you can scale your business what are the important Important areas and, and just how you can approach that in an organized way. so um, it's a little bit like you know when you're thinking of scaling up you you're, you might be set in a certain mindset you know you're in a, in a bit of a tunnel maybe. Um, and when you come out of that tunnel you can see the light at the end and all of a sudden you you, you open up into a whole world of opportunities. So scaling your business is a little bit like that and um, it can be so exciting so fulfilling but a little bit daunting as well. So I don't know if you've ever felt uh, that you want to do something, you want to grow your business, you want to scale up, but somehow you, you kind of can't really get there. So what I want to do is talk about how you can do it and just some simple steps really That I hope will help you. So why it's important is because the world is so full of opportunities, isn't it? You know, and actually who wants to be mediocre when you can be absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, that's what we're all about making the biggest impact, fulfilling our dreams for our business and being able to absolutely grab those opportunities. So I'm going to take you through seven steps or seven areas, really, rather than steps that you can apply if you're thinking of scaling up your business and you want to grow. Now, the first one is all about mindset. And we talk about this a lot, um, but it is so important because you have to get yourself in the right mindset in order to grow, to have a growth mindset. And your associations around money and business could be set, you know, from years ago when you were maybe a kid growing up, et cetera. So the very first thing is you have to set your mind so that you're open for growth and opportunity so that you don't set your sights too small and think, oh, my gosh, I can't scale this business. Or you set some limiting factors around your money mindset for your business. So that is the first thing, you know, what's the saying? uh, Seek and you shall find. Um, So it's important that you set your goals, uh, ambitious goals, but of course, backed up with a very, very clear plan as to how you can get there. So it all starts with the internal you, um, because if you don't believe you can do this, then how are you going to convince anybody else that you can do this? So the money mindset... Being open to receiving money into your business, receiving profit and actually really embracing that and knowing that you deserve that. So that's the first area to focus on. The next chunk of areas I'm going to talk about are more sort of strategic ones, if you like. Now, the second point is around who is your ideal client? Who's your ideal customer? and to have absolute clarity on that because only if you know who your ideal customer is are you going to be able to serve them in the best way possible now this sounds really obvious it absolutely does and i've been in business for nearly 30 years um but even during that time i have seen organizations and i've been in organizations myself where you know you'll say oh yes we're very customer focused but actually do you really know your customer do you know them inside out? Are you in their heads? Do you know what problems they have? What are you trying to solve for them? How are you making their life better with the product or service that you offer? So absolutely getting under the skin of your customers in that real, proper, detailed sense is the very, very first thing. Because when you serve your customers, that is really when you create something that someone wants to buy, it drives loyalty, retention, and all of those good things that come with it. But you absolutely have to be focused on your customer. And very often that may mean actually saying, I am not focusing over here. This is not my target market. This is not my target customer. So, And that's okay, because if you try to spread yourself too thinly, well, then, of course, it's very difficult to then absolutely deliver for that customer. So... Who's your ideal client? Know them inside out, spend time with them. Um, you know, during my corporate career, when I was running large travel businesses, at least once a month I used to spend time on the ground, in the destination with the customers, on the call, on the phone, answering calls in the call centre, and properly really understanding uh, the customer needs. And that definitely served me well. So ask your customers, spend time with them, focus groups, whatever way that you can, you know, test some products on them. services get their opinion if you have a minimal viable product. So absolutely know your ideal client. And then the third point um, is all about creating an irresistible offer. Um, And now what I don't mean about this is necessarily a, a discounted price, but what's the proposition that is so amazing for those customers that you've identified that they cannot uh, they just can't afford to not buy from you or, you know, take on board your services. So if you create something that has got huge amount of value, well, then that is absolutely going to serve you well because the customer then goes, I cannot live without it. I absolutely have to have this, whatever your product or service is, make it so irresistible that the customer absolutely has to have it. Now, there's lots of ways that you can do that, of course, you know, whether it's the the product itself um, how you market it. The, the actual value ads that you can bring in, the price position, of course. So there's a huge amount around what's involved in creating that irresistible offer. But really challenge yourself and say, is this really compelling? Could I add more value here so that the customer absolutely is going to buy? Point number four uh, is about over-delivering. So, you know, if you over deliver for the customer, that has a such a wow factor. And I can't tell you how powerful that is. Um, when I was at uh, in the travel business, actually, we used to talk call about delight and surprise. You know, so those extra little details, those extra little things that the customer maybe isn't expecting, but you give them for free as a value add um, can really make the massive difference and helps you stand out. Out from your competitors. So over-deliver. Um, and this is also important if there's been a problem because let's face it, not every single client that you have is going to be 100% happy all of the time. But when you have a problem with a customer, if you go the extra mile to resolve that and you know there's data behind this that proves if someone's had an issue and that has been resolved not only to a good standard but over and above, that customer is even more likely to book with you again or, you know, buy your product or service again than they would be if they'd never had a problem in the first place. So it's quite interesting, this area. Uh, But over-deliver is so, so, so important. Um, now, let's talk about some operational aspects now, because, you know, all of that is great and you absolutely need to be doing all of those four points. But then how do you grow on a practical basis? You know, if your business is at a certain size, um, how do you get it to the next level? And there's, there's lots of... Lots of ways you can do that. But I'm going to pick up on three of the main ones, which I think are most important. So point number five, people. Um, Now, of course, this sounds obvious, doesn't it? But you need to be having the best people in your business that you can possibly afford. And I would say hire people who are smarter than yourself. And I think sometimes as an entrepreneur or a business leader, um, you know, we, we can sometimes think we, we know it all. Uh, no one can do, can run this business or do this job better than me. And of course, that's not true. Um, but you're there to lead, to create the vision, the direction, make the tough decisions. But one of the best things you can possibly do is hire really smart people and then, you know, empower them get out of their way and let them do their job. So your team is so, so, so critical. And it doesn't matter what size your business is, you know, you might be a small business, maybe it is just you in your business, or maybe you and your your partner. And so the first hire you make may well be a, a virtual assistant, for example, um, or it might be an operations manager, or it might be someone that can, you know, do the books for you. So, you know, bringing people in that are skilled in those specific areas is so, so important. So I absolutely would say, you know, get, you know, get, get focus on your people, hire really smart people and then get out of your own way and let them do their jobs, <laughs> importantly. Um, OK, so point number uh, six is all about finance and liquidity. So, you know, if you're going to grow your business, you do need to be liquid. Um, in particular right now, you know, the saying cash is king has never been more true, um, I would say. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be your own money. It doesn't have to be, you know, cash that you've put into the business personally. But you do need to be liquid. So that could be investor finance. It could be joint ventures, depending what business you're in. Um, you know, if you're in property, for example, it could be working with investors that you know loan you money on a on a sort of straight loan basis with an interest. Or if you've got a different business. You know, it, as I say, it could be a silent investor or it could be someone that you bring in with who has some equity, but you need finance. Um, and equally you know just being able to draw down on a, on a financing facility is another way so you know you it's quite scary this area because sometimes you know our approach to money again coming back to that money mindset point you know sometimes we can think of debt as being as being a bad place to be but actually not all debt is bad there's good debt and there's bad debt uh, but the important thing is that you you need to be liquid in order to grow and have those finances available in order to do that, so finance and liquidity is um, something that's very, very critical for growth. And then the final point I'm going to cover is all about systems and processes. So, if you're a small business, you might be a small business just sort of running things on your own, and that served you up to a certain point. Or you might be a mid-sized business that has some of this in place, uh, but you really want to grow to the next next level. Take it up a notch. So systems and processes are critical um, because if you've got a lot of manual um, processes going on in your business, that's very, very difficult. Um, If your business cannot run without you in it every single day, it's going to be very difficult for you to scale. So to actually have systems and processes which are around automation, that's what is in your head, is written down somewhere, is available that someone else can pick up and run with it without you being there, is what you need in order to scale your business. Without this, um, you will be running around like a headless chicken. And there are only 24 hours in the day. So having systems and processes in play is absolutely critical because uh, that's going to allow you to grow. It's a bit like building a house. You know, if you build a house on sand, the foundations are going to be rocky. And when you start layering on the bricks, the whole thing is going to crumble. So it's kind of like that. So you need those solid foundations, solid systems and processes that's going to allow you to grow exponentially exponentially. And that will evolve over time, of course, as you become bigger. So those are the seven key areas that I believe are important when you're thinking about scaling and growing your business. I'm just going to do a recap. So to scale and grow your business, the first thing you need to do is set your mindset for growth. Have a money mindset where you believe, you truly believe that you can grow your business to achieve scale, improve the profitability and That everything you do, absolutely, uh, you deserve that and you welcome that into your life. So set your mind. The second point be really clear, crystal clear on who your ideal client is. Get to know them inside out. What problems are you solving for them? What is it that's unique about about how you can help them? So really understand your, your client and your customers. Point number three, create such a compelling proposition, an irresistible offer to the customer that they are compelled to buy from you, whatever that is. Um, So think about how you can add more value for the customer so that they absolutely will buy from you. The fourth point, over deliver, delight and surprise your customer, because when you do that, um, you know, that customer will retain so much loyalty for you. They will be wowed by what you do. So if you over deliver, uh, then you are exceeding expectations, which is a fantastic thing to do. Then on the operational side, point number five, people. You need really smart people in your business. No matter how big or small you are, um, you can't do it all yourself. So it's absolutely critical that you have experts in specific areas who are really smart, that you give them the direction, but then you actually fully give them the autonomy to get on and do their job. So hire really smart people, people smarter than yourself, I would recommend. Point number six, This is all about liquidity, finance, funding. You need money to grow. It doesn't have to be your own money, uh, but so that could be investor finance. It could be bringing in joint venture partners with equity into your business. But having liquidity, it could be drawdown facilities with your, with your bank. So a whole way of different ways that you can improve the liquidity in your business and finance. So you've got to, of course, be comfortable with a level of debt, but there's good debt and bad debt. And if you're using your debt to grow your business, to generate more future profits uh, that has a, a return on the investment, then that is going to be a good thing. It's going to allow you to scale and grow. And then the sixth, seventh point is all about systems and processes, um, you know, build strong foundations for your business so that you can scale it and you are not necessarily required on a daily basis to be in your business. The business will run without you there and you can then work on your business, not in your business with solid um, systems, processes that have those great foundations. So I hope this is been helpful um, it's all about how you scale and grow your business how you reach the next level um, so yeah I, I know I can help you if you need any advice then please reach out to me that's absolutely fine and just remember everyone be brave be bold be brilliant have a wonderful day take care